0: This is Anna Guerra, your host, and welcome to episode 10 of being a Microsoft intern. So today what I'm going to talk with you is I'm going to talk about what it's like to do online workshops through Skype. How is it like to run errands when you work and living that double life and the experience of Working from home, you know, good Microsoft perks. So let's go for it. So one of the things that Microsoft provides to us, not just the interns, but anyone really who works on the company, is this great um, bunch of resources, including online workshops that you can sign in and just be present and watch it like a webinar, but just for Microsoft employees. So about two weeks ago, I signed up for an advanced PowerPoint presentation uh, explanation. And you're you're probably thinking, oh, PowerPoint, that's so easy. Everyone uses PowerPoint. Everyone knows how to use it. Everyone thinks they know how to use PowerPoint. But really, knowing the best practices on PowerPoint is crucial to being productive on PowerPoint and not constantly do dumb moves and always copying stuff and changing one thing changes everything else, you know, you really need to know the best practices to make sure that you're using Microsoft PowerPoint the best way and not wasting your time really and everyone else's time as well. So yeah, I signed up for this online workshop that was through Skype. And what happened is you sign up. So you go to the meeting uh, like I always do with Skype for Business. And then um, all of the participants' microphones were turned off. This is one of the options that are quite cool about um, about Skype for Business, is that you can control what your participants do in the call so you can say if they can talk or not, if they can um, share their screen, if they can send files, all that, and because you know you don't want to get interrupted all the time, usually people interacted with the um, with the person who was giving the presentation through the messages, which makes a lot of sense because you know you're not interrupting, but people if if the um, how should should I say this, like the teacher, it's not a teacher, but I'll I'll say it's a teacher, Um, if the teacher wants to answer any of the questions, and he most definitely will, when it's the right time, he will look at the chat box and interact with the people and answer them straight away, Um, And that also allows people to listen to the Skype call without actually having to be in a Skype room or anything, anywhere quiet, as long as you have headphones, you know, if you want to interact with the teacher, you can just text them and not really be talking Um, and, you know, the background noise isn't uh, upsetting anyone else either. So I had quite a, a good impression of that. Um, the teacher itself was quite good. He was someone who was working for Microsoft and very well explained. The slides with the presentation were shared after. And basically one of the things that I learned um, that were most like crazy that I haven't seen before was, did you guys know that you can create an outline for your presentation on Word? on Microsoft Word, so for example, you have a a presentation about bananas, so you probably have the introduction, what is, what are bananas, and then you have another slide, where where can you find bananas, and then um, what are bananas like, where you can buy bananas, how to communicate bananas, you know. And each of those outlines, if you put it up on uh, Microsoft Word and then if you use the the subtitles and titles, you can match that. And then if you save it on a specific type of file and then you open that file on uh, Microsoft Word, you're able to get that outline and it automatically creates a bunch of slides for you with the titles with the titles that you first wrote on microsoft word for your outline so that is super super useful because i do that sometimes um usually on a piece of paper but it would make a lot, a lot of sense to do it on word and then set it up on my own powerpoint straight away yeah and then also using slide master uh, slide master if you don't know it's kind of a a, a, thing, a view on PowerPoint uh, that you can use to set up um, what, your, what you want your slides to look like, like the templates for the slides So imagine if you have specific types of slides that you want to have in your presentation that are very similar. You don't need to be copying each of them all the time and changing everything, you can just create the slide master and then you just go add, insert the new slide and you use that slide master, that template, and it saves you a whole bunch of time. So I definitely recommend anyone uh, who does who uses powerpoint a lot to learn about slide master because it will make you massively productive and then i also learned about a morph transition i don't know if you guys have ever heard about this but i had never seen such thing basically a morph transition is like an animation that you would have on a slide except it works as a transition so let me explain Imagine if you have an initial slide, and you're showing off the um, uh, the I'm gonna say Xbox again, the Xbox consoles. So if you go through the generations, you have the original Xbox, you have Xbox 360, and then you have Xbox One, right? And you would have an initial slide with this three, these three products and you would be explaining it to a client or a new fan or anything. And then on the next slide, you would want to still keep an eye and a view on those three pictures, three, those three consoles, but kind of show a close up of one of the consoles because that's the one that you'll be focusing on for that specific slide. So with a morph transition, what you can do is when it slides to, to the next slide, so when it transitions to the next slide, the, the, the three pictures that were in the middle go kind of to the side, to one of the, the, the sharp edges of the slide, become smaller and the, f- the one that you want to focus on, which would be for example Xbox One, becomes bigger on the slide and that's what you want and then you have the whole uh, description for the console and everything so that can be very very useful if you want to you know still explain a bunch of list of things and then but and keep track of what you're talking about but kind of do a close-up either visually and even verbally on a specific picture that you want to show so explore that more transitions One of my main struggles in my first two weeks working at Microsoft was how do I handle my life when basically my life starts from 7 p.m. onwards? Because I would be working until 6, 6, 6.30 p.m. and then it would take me about 45 minutes to get home. And then how do I find the energy and the time and the availability to kind of manage my life with that time in hand, you know, and it was very, very hard Um, at first, you know, before I was working, I was thinking, "Mm, I have the supermarkets very, very close to my home, I would get off the subway and walk a little bit, get some groceries on the way and then go home. Nah, that never happens because I'm just so tired from work and you know from being almost one hour inside the subway walking from one side to the other. I also walk a lot, not just subway, but actually walking between stations and stuff. So uh, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'm too tired. And then a lot of services in Portugal end at about 5 or 6 p.m., which means I can't handle anything uh, during that time. Now I'm getting more used to this kind of rhythm of work that's normal, not as stressed as I was in the first two weeks because I didn't know about anything. I was learning uh, a lot, Still, still am, still have a bunch of stressful things. But I feel like I am more in control, so that doesn't give me as much anxiety and that doesn't leave me as tired. And also, I've been using the, the lift, the elevator, quite a lot more, so I guess that makes me not as tired as well, because I was walking the stairs every time. During the first week, I never used the elevator, because sometimes I didn't really know how they worked. Giddy, giddy. there's a reason for it but never mind honestly quite difficult because you know when you uh have to go grocery shopping because uh, you know i'm living by myself there so there's no one else really that can help me with this going grocery shopping paying for bills um taking care of things that need to be set in terms of services. And because I had just arrived to this new house, I had a bunch of things to take care of at the time. Now it's kind of getting more stable, I would say. But still, things come up all the time. Letters that need to be written, emails that need to be sent, um, things that I need to pick up. For example, one of the things that really upset me was with deliveries because when I lived in um, the UK um, what happened was whenever I had deliveries they would throw them in the reception and then I would come pick them up it will be all right and when I was living in Lisbon but in my previous home so before this um, they would uh, I would frequently have other roommates that would be in the house or they would drop a little like leaflet paper thingy that would allow me to collect my order on another place uh, close by. And here I can't really do that. They can't even enter my building. So it it leaves me with a bunch of problems. So what I've been doing is actually send the products to Microsoft. (laughs) But yeah. One day when I actually buy the Xbox One X console, I will tell them to show th- they ship it to Microsoft, ship it to the company that it is from. <laughs> and one of the things that has been helping me out with this whole running errands thing has been actually to work from home. So that is one of the perks that I have at Microsoft. I am able to work from home I'm even able to work from any Microsoft office in the world if I want to, that's alright. And I also, although in my actual contract, because it's made by and paid by the Portuguese government with IEFP, uh, says that I should work from 9 to 6 p.m., which is usually the schedule that I try to follow, still i can really work from whatever time that i want and there's really no problem with it as long as the work um shows up done and objectives are met and everything and i'm responsible you know Um, but it, it has been helping and I was kind of afraid to do it at first. You know, you're you're just the intern and you're not comfortable. You don't know how flexible people are with that or not. Um, but, you know, I noticed my manager was, she works from home quite a lot, about two, three days a week. And, and the social media manager for Microsoft Portugal also does that, so I started experimenting myself and I first tried to work from home I believe it was last week or two weeks ago and the the experience was pretty positive because you know I'm here in my house no one else works at the house so it's it's very quiet it's very chill I can still do my breaks if I want to I can eat at home which is a lot cheaper Um, and I can run errands throughout the day if I really need to, and then uh, work later on at night or evening. So it really, it really is a very big advantage, and I intend to use it now, from now on, like once a week at least and one of the things that also helps me with a lot is being able to focus on a task and concentrate because when you're in the office you tend to answer a bunch of emails because you think everything is urgent and you see some of the people that are sending you emails some of them are even right there working with you or close to you so you really need you really feel the at least i do feel the pressure to answer emails but when you're trying to build a plan, which was the case, I was building a plan for the release of the Xbox One X for Portugal, you really need to be concentrated. And to me, to have great ideas and to, ve- to develop a good plan, like I always say, first, it requires a lot of research. And I, I didn't feel like I was able to do that kind of research when I was there because, you know, I don't feel comfortable with watching a bunch of YouTube videos, which I had to to kind of get in touch with the culture and get in touch with previous actions and activations and everything. So uh, at first, like I didn't feel like I could do my research well and I could if I was at home and then it also allowed me to kind of Stop the world, stop everything and let's think if this actually makes sense or not and how we're going to do this. And that's really how I'm used to working because when I was uni, I, I was in a bunch of projects and I was always doing like proactive consulting for friends or actual businesses and organizations. Um... And I was used to that. And even with writing my own articles, I was used to that process of being my myself and coming up with my ideas after a long, um, a long time of a long amount of time of actually researching, and then um, let's let's um, take a step back and think um, what what do we know and. Where do we want to go? What resources do we have and everything? And it really, I I think the, the plan ended up good and my manager seemed to like it as well. So go Anna. And that's it for today, folks. I'm ending this episode. I hope that you guys liked it and I'll see you tomorrow, Friday, actually Friday. I'm go- yeah, Friday I'm going home to Batalia, so I'm not sure if I will be able to record an episode. But I'll try to make it up to you guys on the weekend, maybe. So, see you very soon. Bye-bye.